Hello and welcome to Pancration Philosophy, episode five. Still going strong. I'm your host, Pocholo Cruz. And with us today is our special guest, Morgan Engelhardt. Hello. And then, of course, my friend and co-host, Scott McDonald. I mean, I don't know if we're friends just yet. I mean, I'm still <laughs> trying to gauge... You know. I'll retract that. I was never <laughs> friends with Scott McDonald. I just happen to be in the same room as him right now. We have a great working relationship. Just like to punch each other in the face. Yeah, yeah. you know. And so I'm still trying to figure that out. But, uh, <laughs> so Scott McDonald, confused person, is unaware of who is a friend or a companion. Anyway. Yeah. Scott, would you like I don't to feel like I'm confused. I feel like I'm pretty. <laughs> confused about being confused. This is going Just blame very the patchy well. facial hair. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking like a philosopher. Yeah. He's a, with a cauliflower yeah. ear, too. Exactly. That, too. That's, that's yeah. special touch all of us yeah. have. His thoughts are about as smooth as his facial hair. I don't go for smoothness. I go for honesty. But uh, <laughs> He's honestly not knowing what's going on. But enough about Scott. Let's go. Morgan, thank you for joining us. Of course. Yeah. Glad to be here. Thank so you So thanks guys. for coming on. We well, really for now. Yeah, right? I don't know yeah. what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> yeah. There's really no plan. So, um, Let's go the flow. I mean, it's what yeah. we do. But we um, just wanted to have you come on because we want to hear about your MMA journey. Like, how did you get into mixed martial arts? Mm -hmm. We obviously have a, a lot more questions on your experiences and things like that. So how did you come to fighting other women in a cage <laughs> like at the end of the day that's what it is so how did you right um so basically it started out i was looking just to get in shape for softball season when i was uh, a senior in high school and then um i was i was gonna go into crossfit so i was just gonna be you know one of those cool girls i could just lift weights but i thought that was kind of lame at the end of the day you found so, out that crossfitters weren't cool yeah no it's like cool you can lift a weight well i want to be able to Kill Um Yeah, so then I ended up joining West Coast Fight Team in Auburn. Spent ah. some time there. Uh, had my first fight after three months of training. Okay. Yeah, it threw me in there real fast. I fought a southpaw, didn't know what a southpaw was, so just circled into the right hand the whole time. Um, three months later, had my second fight, first knockout. That was sick. Um, and then I was like, yeah, I like this. How did you knock him out? Just a straight two. Like, it was just a two. I just think, and she fell forward. So back, so back to the fight. So for your first fight, did, did you just hear there was a fight going on and they told you to be a part of it? Or were you just interested in fighting, like, from the get-go from there? Um, really, when I joined West Coast, it was like, I want to get in shape. So I was just doing kickboxing for fun. They're like, oh, you're pretty athletic. So uh, we have a smoker. It's exhibition fight. You want to give it a try? Mm. Okay. Sure. The um. smoke. It's actually a fight. There's nothing. It's not like a sm sparring match with teammates. It's yeah. some person's gonna explain try to what you. a smoker is, Scott. Smoke. A smoker's supposed to be like an exhibition match where you get work in and you know you go at a relatively easy pace. That's what they tell you. But when you show up, the person that you're matched with tries to beat you up. Like yeah. literally, that's how it goes. Yeah. My. I only did one smoker because I hate them because of how they get they get really high pace and it's just the risk of injury is pretty high i sparred a fucking dentist, a <laughs> dentist. He, me, yeah. he, was, he was like hey it looks like we're matched up and i was like oh yeah cool and he's like yeah you know just i like to do this um this is a hobby for me i was like so what do you do he's like oh i'm a dentist and i'm sitting here like man i'm trying to be a pro fighter bro <laughs> like i'm about to get in that ass but it was cool no one got hurt but yeah, that's just what that's people, what people get hurt in those. It's crazy. People do get hurt. Shit goes down. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you, you, you fought a dentist. That's funny. 
Like, yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah, and now every time I go to the dentist, I'm like, are we gonna fight or what? It's like I'm triggered. You know what I'm so second, your second fight was a knockout, mm -hmm. and, and then, after that, did you just kind of catch the bug? Like, what was that feel? Well, first of all, what was it? What's the feeling of knocking someone out like? That first time, I was like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just like, I wasn't like proud of myself. I was like, oh my god, like I felt bad. Like instantly, I was just like, I was like, oh shit, like. Um, I'm not sure I liked that feeling necessarily, but obviously I do. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. it, it just like, it was so real to me in that moment where I didn't know how to kind of conceptualize it and kind of okay. what it um, meant or didn't mean at all, I guess. It was just kind of by dumb luck. Yeah, so how would you say, like you, I, you couldn't really quite comprehend like what exactly happened, but like what were, what were the thoughts running through your mind when it, when it did happen, if you could recall? Do you remember like a sequence of events that happened? Um, so it was the first round, like a uh, minute 30 into it. Mm -hmm. um, I dazed her a couple times, they stopped it, and they're like, are you sure she wants to continue? And their coach is like, yeah, throw her back in there. Um, and then it was Shouldn't like have thrown her back in later. there. Yeah, right? I think it was like her husband too. That oh was, my God, that what a horrible <laughs> marriage. <Her husband laughs> I can't remember. You get in there. <laughs> Yeah. Look, you know what? If you get fucking slept, it's over. I got the divorce papers ready. God damn it. Darn it, Josephine. You go in I'm only there. doing this because I love you. Yeah. Wow. I wonder how their marriage turned out. Dysfunctional. Maybe that turns them on or something. Who knows? People are <laughs> doing it. Anyway, back to how Morgan was feeling. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't so, know. Was... So you hit her. So she dropped. No, she no. fell face forward. Fell face flat. Yeah. Like face planted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I just kind of like s stepped back and I was like, everyone was cheering, the place went freaking crazy because how often do you see that? And um, right. then I was like, well, okay, I guess I like this. But what sucked is that I knew 10 days later I had to get on a plane and then go play college softball uh, in Arizona okay. for two years. Okay. So um, it was a short celebration. So at this point, <laughs> MMA just was kind of like a side thing. You just kind of were like interested in it, but your main focus was softball. Right. Well, the thing is, I hated softball, so you, I was kind of being forced. Softball, yeah, right? I was committed to okay. playing for the school. I was on scholarship, so okay. I just um, I I begged my parents. I was like, please, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Um, but they made me go, and it was for the better, I think. Um, Why did you hate softball? Well, I mean, for me, I couldn't handle failure very well mm. then. Mm. And softball, for me, uh, well, you think about batting average in softball. 300, um, so you're failing seven out of 10 times. It was kind of hard for me uh, as like a perfectionist or someone that always was really striving to not fail. Mm, um, okay. So definitely MMA has had, helped me grow from that mind. So, so then in softball, so how, did, so how did you get your start in softball? Oh, I was a little kid. Like my family was a big baseball family. Um, Played, I, I played with the boys until I was 12, and I kind of had to switch to the girl sport. Mm. That was mm. fun, though. I, I think I've always enjoyed beating up boys, um, if you guys couldn't tell. No. <laughs> it's it hard, right? Breaking news. And it gets hard. And you're just like... Uh, so, tell us a little bit more about be beating up boys. Like, what was that... Uh, how does that psychology kind of just evolve in you? I don't know. I think, you know, I was... Um, so there's four of us in my family, and I was in between two brothers. Okay. Ah. Yeah, so I think that kind of plays a role into my um, just kind of natural competitiveness with guys. Okay. 
Um, yeah, my little brother and I used to fight all the time. I remember one time he tried to drop kick me off uh, our stairs. <laughs> drop kick you off the stairs. Yeah. What a savage. Yeah. <laughs> and he was always move. bigger than me, too. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you probably had it. Yeah. Well, you know what? We yeah. can call it equal. You if you, we'll call it equal if you just drop kick Ender right now. <laughs> yeah. Get on this table and just drop kick just him. Drop, just drop oh, kick him right in the chest. So is there a difference between, like... Okay, so competing and fighting a girl and then competing um, and kind of simulating fighting with a guy and sparring, like is there noticeable differences that you kind of think of or is it just depend on the individual that you're competing against? Um, I would say kind of try to like dissociate the person it's just kind of like more so a body in front of me. Okay, McGregor. Is that what he <laughs> says? I don't it's know. It's just a body. That's no face in my but no, body. but I think that's just a very general thing because yeah. I think well, in essence, like you know, when you fight somebody, I don't care about the person. If they just happen, they just have just happens to be a target. Right. So I, I don't want to relate any more additional things. Yeah. Like what, I get it. You can't be like, man, this person has a family. Yeah. As you're ruining their life. Just a worker struggling in this society like I am. Yeah, Why no, am I fighting you? Shouldn't we be fighting yeah. something else? Class it's, consciousness. Mm. Yeah, but it would just it just it just <laughs> makes it makes it easier if you don't think about it. It's similar to how if you look at you know movie villains or like the general cannon father. Mm -hmm. it's like stormtroopers or orcs, things that are dehumanized. Mm -hmm. So I feel if you, the, ah. the more you dehumanize like a, something that you're, yeah, hurting. with stormtroopers yeah. you just don't know if it was exactly you don't, you, yeah, you're not sure. It's, in it becomes whatever. it becomes rather like it, the gender and the vision doesn't matter at that point. It just happens to be a target. So you just looked at your yeah. opponents as stormtroopers, right? And you're like Leia or some shit. Like yeah, that. Cool. yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, that's tight. So yeah, I mean, my, my thought process about that now is kind of like, um, I actually just got this necklace that Nika gave me, and it says me versus me. Uh, and so that's kind of Shout like, out to Nika for I the know, gifts. Yes, it's my favorite. Um, but that's how I kind of like, I don't know, not care about um, hurting people because I don't like to be mean to people. I don't like to be in ang like angry arguments. Mm -hmm. um, but I do a sport where you hurt and kind of simulate murder. So yeah. I don't know. Simulate yeah. murder. So then, so what does so what does the significance of me versus me like when you see that and when you hear that? What does that mean to you? Well, it means to me, um, I compare it to the way I was in softball. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that mindset of like you're a failure, failure, and so this is for me just to like be always striving to beat myself mm -hmm. to be better. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Is there, with that whole like failure mentality of like, that seems like a lot of pressure. Like, yeah. <laughs> so is there, um, what are the pros and cons of that? Because I operated from a very similar space. Like I would win, I had these really bizarre moments like when I won my first amateur title. No, actually the second time I defended it, I did what you did to my opponent. I face planted him with the right hand and then I spazzed the fuck out. Like, you can find the video. Yeah. I was the third person, he did spaz the fuck out. Yeah. Very much Yeah, so. he was there. Yeah. But then I got, I took the bell, and then I went in the back, and then all of a sudden I was just like, oh man, I did this wrong, fuck that wasn't enough, this doesn't really matter, yeah. so. And I think that was because I put so much pressure on myself. So could you kind of, for you, describe how has that been good for you, and how has that had its kind of setbacks? Oh, it definitely has more setbacks than I think it does advantages. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something I've been like really trying to work on lately, but uh, it's hard for me to even watch my own fights because I'm so critical of it. I mean, mm -hmm. I watch it and it's like, oh, you should have done this, you should have done this. Um, but just being able to take a step back and kind of be like, 
it's hard because you never want to be completely settled, or at least I don't think you want to be completely settled with what you just accomplished, um, because you can always do your best and, and do better. Right. Um, so that's kind of that weird balance of like, well, how do I appreciate what I just did, um, but then also want to keep growing. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like, well, this is for both of you guys, like, do you feel like it's kind of like a Western mentality of MMA? It kind of is like, it sounds really corporate. It's like you yeah. meet the goal and then you surpass the goal and it has to be like this. And if you only accomplish this, then that elevates your worth. It's like almost meritocracy mm-hmm. for me, like merit-based. It's merit-based, it's results-based. It's about it's about what, it's about what, what have you done. And then as soon as you've done something, that doesn't matter, it's now on to the next thing. It's a very, you have to be con- consistently progressive. And I feel, you know, with, with both your ideologies, like that's, that's kind of how, it's almost it's that's how winners are supposed to be i feel mm-hmm. is what it's what's based in this culture and how i how i relate how, how i relate to that is that you know i've seen you guys and i see how that it's the same thing that propels you it can be the same thing that can hurt you in the end from there oh 100 yeah because you yeah. you guys are you know talking about how you felt that pressure when in essence you can't deny that the pressure did help propel you forward mm-hmm. but at the same token it's it's still a negative impact. I mean, the way I think about it, it's similar to your, you know, you're climbing a ladder, but to make yourself climb faster, you set fire to that ladder, and mm. that's what's keeping you going up. But then, what happens is once you get to a point, there's fucking no way ladders burn. Yeah. yeah, you're yeah. gonna exactly. fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you may, and then you ask yourself like, why was the point of forcing myself to climb mm-hmm. uh, up to there. And I feel that's, I mean, that's not just alone in just this singular thing. I feel that happens to a lot of people when they're pursuing even athletics. I mean, I think particularly athletics because I feel a lot of people enter athletics when they're young and they don't really understand what they're in it for. Right. But then it becomes a part of them. But then once that ladder was burnt, that, that just reminds me of, you know, we are talking about your sister's uh, boyfriend yeah. who was... Uh, yeah. Yeah, who was in the NFL, and then... Once he got injured, it was like yeah. he wasn't shit. You know, yeah. he was disposable. And you even see it with, like, Dominic Cruz, who, yeah. to me, is one of the most, like, fantastic fighters. He's one of my favorites just because that movement. I haven't seen anyone else be able to do that. And then he tears the ACL, mm-hmm. and the show must go on. It's yeah, like, exactly. well, fuck you and everything. It's like, what have you done for me? You can commentate yeah. now with your suit yeah. and say some clever shit, but I, yeah. it's, that's it, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. That's why I never want my identity to be a fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like really try to push myself to be other things, and um, I don't know. I want to be like a chef at some point in my life too. You know? Okay. <laughs> okay. Just, like, we're gonna just go like ahead and punch some flavor <laughs> yeah. into this chicken, and then we're gonna elbow drop, <laughs> yes. tenderize the meat. Yeah. Cooking with Morgan. <laughs> Cooking with Morgan. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The stage hands like just fuck, just shell shock because you beat the shit out of them. <laughs> I, I, here's the pepper. Goddamn, don't hit me again. <laughs> it's just Ender. Oh no! I almost went. En- Ender's got an amazing jacket on right now. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, it's it's not jacket. It's a vest. Well, know, that's right. That is a vest. It's true. It's a vest jacket. It's a glorious vest. Yeah. So let here. Let me try to explain it. It's essentially. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. No. 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 It, it's what it's what an extra in an anime would be. What typically either a a villain from like a North Pole cold area, mm-hmm. but someone who would definitely, but not the main villain, but like, like, a side villain. like the side, like the lackey of the villain, like similar to like a Toad Magneto situation, or oh, like, a, like a Goomba Dude, to toad. a King Bowser <laughs> from there. 
Yeah. So yeah, he's the underling, <laughs> and, and the underling who always gets like kicked. Yeah. You know? So like, so not even, so not even like Megatron, Starscream, or the second in command. It's more Megatron and Starscream's intern, who Starscream kicks after Star- Megatron. Starscream kicks me the fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Starscream. Can I be yeah. Starscream? No. I mean, you do killed. have the high pitched voice, but you're not that. Yeah. Cool. He gets killed by Galvatron. Bro. Yeah. That's okay. Who's, who's technically Megatron, but then Megatron yeah, becomes yeah. Galvatron. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, tangent. Anyway, yeah. Okay, so what What about... <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting point you'd bring, though, about a chef. So, like, what... So, why... Like, what about cooking or anything in particular about cooking that interests you? Well, I think it, it's kind of like any art that I'm interested in, like, writing to. Um, it's just the fact that it's something that I can put my... Ex- uh, my own expression on. Okay, um, expressing yourself. If you look at my Instagram, it's always like food pics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I like, Instagram I love is it. Food yeah, pic heavy. yeah. Um, I'm like, you're eating so healthy, healthy as I just take a slice of little Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> And then the, and then the dragon so twins, right the now. dragon twins, kick down my door and they're like, "Bro, you gotta eat more healthy, man." I'm like, Fuck you guys, like, get out of here. Yeah, you right, guys are always you. trying to give me yeah. diet advice, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. You lean Abercrombie and Fitch looking motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here. I'm guns out, bro. I done my fighting. I'm yeah, done. Yeah, you've been there. You don't I've need been it. there. I don't need it anymore. No, you don't. God. Okay. Enjoy those carbs. Okay. Well, thank you, Scott. So. <laughs> Morgan, about your expression, you, you bring up writing. Um, yeah. Are, don't don't mm. you? I hear you have a blog. I do have a blog. What's that blog called? Dash with dash me dot com. I was really mad because the fight with me without the dash was already taken. Yeah, and I was like, someone just has it. Uh, like, they probably just bought it and then yeah. just waiting to cash out on the domain name. They had no yeah. host. No, it's not. I know. So I got to no, figure out who the owner is. No, maybe that's what happens because people just buy stuff and then they expect like. You know, someone's like, going oh, to waste it. it. Yeah. Oh, you don't say in our I society know. buy stuff and then waste it. Well, it's not even waste. <laughs> it's like it's because they're they're making the commodity becomes the name. Mm-hmm. Like from there, like if someone bought I don't know w.scottmcdonald.com and then you wanted it, you're like, oh, what? Who else has There's Scott? There's a price McDonald's tag to it. I should like, buy well, that shit ahead of time it? just in case. You um, Scott, <laughs> it's probably already taken at this point. Yeah. I already took potrolocruise.com. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's like 13 other Pocholo Cruises. I know, but it's yeah, a Highlander. Yeah, super common name. Yeah, yeah. So you know that super common name of yeah. Pocholo Cruises. <laughs> but yes. Okay, and then, so what about, when you're talking about expressing yourself, mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's important. Because a lot of people, when they look at, you know, martial arts, or they, they look at, they focus on the fighting. And like you said, you don't think of yourself as a fighter. But So how would you explain to somebody who doesn't quite understand uh, the arts in martial arts, like how would you, let's say if you describe it to them, like what, what you do mm-hmm. as a martial artist? Um, I feel like I just have to be true to who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's kind of, but it's the process of learning who you are at right. the same time. Yes. Um, I think sparring, we talk about this all the time, about how sparring and uh, the different people you spar against just uh, display their own personalities in the, mm-hmm. in the way they train. Like for me, I'm kind of an impatient person. I'll, um, kind of just rush through things a little bit too much. Um, where yeah. Pacholo, a little bit um, more patient, kind of waits for you to come and fall into his trap. And then there's, um, like we talked about, DJ, you yeah. know, he's super fast. He's behind, bop, 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 and that's exactly how he spars. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think everybody has a way of expressing themselves, whether they realize it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and little things, everyone has their own mannerisms, like the way that Ender's over here sitting. 
That's that's Ender expressing yeah. himself. I mean, he's yeah. got myself by not giving the vest. Shit. By the way, they're talking about the fur vest. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the fur vest. For sure, a yeah. Pacholo Star story. Starscream's Star intern. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said expressing myself by not giving a shit. Yeah. That's a T-shirt right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's saying not giving shit while giving a lot of shit. Yeah. About saying he's not giving oh, a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and see, and him responding to that just show, shows. But no, but but that's that's pretty powerful though. About I think. Because when I hear what you said, that's like it's a, it's about somebody constructing their own voice, you know, it's, and finding finding their own place, and that's something that I feel is a lot of a lot of people just disregard that notion, you know, they forget about, you know, how to exactly express themselves, or one they forget like who they are, or one day actually it's not even really forgetting who they are. I feel a lot of people live their lives not really bothering to figure out who they are, yeah. like from there and. You know, when I when I see like the me versus me necklace, you know that you have, I think that just, I think that just in essence is just the the motto or the struggle of the artist because yeah. that's what the artist wants to do. It's not right. It's, it's the artist is figuring out who they are. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. not it's not a matter of. Uh, I mean, the world just happens to see who the artist is, but that's just the artist's internal struggle of figuring out who themselves are, and that's how I take a look at that expression. Yeah, and that kind of brings me to a deep philosophical question and just try to answer it the best I you can. You okay, and I'm sure you can. <laughs> so there's an uh, anarchist philosopher named John Goodman. He's not that well known, but he had this whole idea of like self-transformation, which leads to societal transformation. Now, you being a woman, I'm sure there's all sorts of assumptions about you fighting, right? Oh, Negative yeah. connotations or derogatory mm -hmm. comments made. So I have a lot of questions in regards to that, but my first question is, when did you kind of make this was it a, a conscientious decision to want to get into combat like were you just like i want to get into combat because on some level society is telling me that i can't you know i wish i was that deep but i don't when i first got into it it wasn't about combat um it was just about pure competitiveness mm. yeah mm -hmm. but since i've started training at amc i feel like i can see that in a different light mm -hmm. um and uh, you talked to me about the YPG or those those ladies out there fighting uh, ISIS and um, I have an article that I want to read a little <laughs> bit later about that. Um, but yeah, I think there's a sense of um, that us women are always trying to seek empowerment um, because we're kind of we were always pushed um, to be suppressed, just kind of naturally. I mean, there's signs of women suppressed. But um, women being suppressed mm -hmm. in just nearly every culture, mm -hmm. um, which I think is ironic because we give more humans to the world. But um, I don't know. I think you have to definitely reach a different level of consciousness when it comes to putting yourself in um, combat situations. Mm. Um, because if you, I think I've been kind of looking into some. Um, like military documentaries lately and okay. um, you can't put yourself in the same mindset as someone just kind of you know going to school at UW. Um, mm -hmm. You have to kind of break that level of I don't know I don't even know where I'm trying to go with this right I, now. I feel like I know I feel like I know where you're <laughs> going is that I think in order to engage in like combat, like you, you weren't aware of it at first, you were just so competitive. I think the whole idea of just being that physical with someone and hurting them, it didn't strike you until probably after because it's like you're throwing yourself into it. And it is very similar to like 
the YPG in northern Syria. Like, I could go on a rant about that, but <laughs> they have something called the Women's Protection Unit, and all these women have picked up arms and have left behind traditional oppressive uh, lifestyles where they're supposed to be domesticated, and mm -hmm. also they live in a region where Islam is the predominant religion, so if ISIS does take over in that region, what we're talking about is complete repression of women, so they've made the decision to take up arms and fight. Not really out, well, out of political consciousness, but also out of necessity and um I, I memorized the article so it's like i just want to know your thoughts on this it's kind of crazy there's an 18 year old woman who uh was talking with time magazine about the first time she killed an isis soldier and she shot an isis soldier and then screamed because she, in like a very feminine like yeah. way because she wanted his um other the other soldiers with him to know that a woman had killed him so it's like even in telling that story for me, like it feels natural, but I know our society has all sorts of implications about that. And it's typically normalized that if a man kills a man, it's like, well, that's what men do. Mm -hmm. But if a woman kind of embodies that warrior culture, it still isn't accepted, I feel like, on that level. But even, I mean, in our gym, it's gotten better. I, yeah. I'm sure pancreation gyms and MMA gyms, what, 10 years ago, had a completely different mentality. I know that AMC had women fight like Kim Messer and, you know, um, I know Bambi fought, but I'm, I'm sure there was still that that patri patriarchy there. So this leads me to my my next question. First, what do you think about the YPG? Just in what I've told you, and like oh, fucking empowerment, that shit. <laughs> wait, wait, back, let's explain what, what's what's YPG. Oh, so uh, it is. So Rojava is an area in northern Syria, and the, there's the largest ethnic minority in that region, the Kurds, and they've been oppressed for generations and the leader of the YPG, it's a militia essentially, mm -hmm. and it's designed to protect the Kurdish people, and they have a s small government that is really kind of like, it's called uh, democratic confederalism. They have small institutions, and it's, it's actually direct democracy, but the leader and founder of the YPG actually is all for women's empowerment. Mm -hmm. So he's like, we want women to fight in these units, in these women's protection units. So typically in a uh, mission, these women are like the advancing force. So you can look it up. That's what the YPG is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're badass. It's badass women with Kalashnikovs killing fucking Islamic radicals. It's wild, dude. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah there's a lot of... Um, I was watching... Uh, it was like a short documentary on them. Um, and it introduced this girl named Gulan who was just starting her process of joining that group. Mm -hmm. And um, she said they only have one month of training, though. Yes, that's true. So... Um, <laughs> I think about how much I learned over just one month of training MMA, and I really was didn't know anything. So I would love to see those women um, receive more training and um, experience. But I think that there's something deep inside their hearts and in their heads that um, give them some kind of power that you just can't train. Yes, and that is kind of the, I, I, I will note the one month of training too. There's actually a lot of Americans who are going over there and fighting with them, a lot of leftists, and there's some people who have like really incredible stories of going over there. And then there's also some fucking whack jobs that are going over there and fighting. Like, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the lack of training and just lack of material resources they have, they don't have a whole lot of support from us as a country, but they're still fucking just going in there just on passion and hard and just honestly survival. You yeah, know. that deep, like, motherly, like, womanly survival instinct. Um, and that's the other thing. I think women bring a different energy to fighting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
and I honestly I can't speak to what it is, but it's just it is like this really deep survival instinct, right? Mm -hmm. um, can you speak to that at all, or like? Because we talked about expression, and I think yeah. that's important. Like, yeah. does that come through in your expression? Oh, absolutely. Especially when I'm sparring against you guys. Um, even it's hard because I've, I've never had really a lot of women to spar against so I mean that's kind of just like the normal for me is sparring against males um, but yeah I I think has kind of bit me in the ass a few times just like the my natural instinct to really want to um, because as a woman, I feel like naturally we feel like we're here and men are here, you know? Mm -hmm. So I always feel at a disadvantage. Um, so maybe that's kind of why sometimes I throw harder than I mean to in sparring or uh, I don't know. I just feel like physically we are at a disadvantage when it comes to um, physical engagement. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's just kind of a fact. So to think that we're equal is not how I really um, strive like what I think women shouldn't strive for is equality but I think just kind of like respect more so and mm. just you're a person more so than um, separating those two things I think especially kind of like with this whole me too movement and stuff like that mm. um, women are trying to seek empowerment to kind of beat men but not just be okay with being respected on a fair playing field Right, because if that's the that's the thing I think about too. Because if you're granted respect, you'll just be granted equality. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I if I respect you like I respect any person, then that'll be granted to you. If I if I just uh, accept you and your humanity and yeah, I've heard some. I want to hear some stories about has shit ever been said to you like at a gym where you're just like what the fuck? Because I've I've trained with I've had women training partners yeah. like Shatrine is someone who's amazing that I love to train with. And I wish shout she was. Yeah, shout out Shatrine. <laughs> who has a crazy a story. Yeah. Just becoming a doctor. So yeah. But I remember someone said something to her in the gym um, where they, he was like. Oh yeah, you're just too pretty. You shouldn't fight. Um, I'm not gonna say who it was, but I was like, what the fuck? Did we just take a time machine back into the goddamn 1840s? I know. Like, I was like, what? Just what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn it! I wish I had a dollar for every fucking time someone said that to me. Yeah. Um, a lot of time, it's people outside of the gym or kind of outside the martial arts or combat world that will say that. Mm -hmm. um, they're like, oh, you're too pretty to fight. What are you doing? You're gonna hurt your face. I'm like, mm -hmm. You don't understand that it's not. I wish people would say that to me. Yeah. <laughs> You're too pretty to That's fight. I'd be like, you know what? I, I you actually have to be pretty. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I tell you that every day, Scott. <laughs> but how does that make you feel? Is it just kind of like fuck you or like? Yeah, I mean, I'm like, you just don't understand. That person just doesn't have the consciousness to understand. Mm -hmm. um, women have been in combat for like a long time in history. Sparta. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it takes like a special woman to want to engage in it, I think, or mm -hmm. um, just a special kind of mindset or level of consciousness, whatever it is. Um, I don't know. I think at the gym, it's hard because I, comp I compare what it's like outside of AMC versus everything else. Because mm -hmm. inside AMC, I feel super respected by my guys there. Mm -hmm. and, um, I think you guys respect me too in the same level no that doubt. we're just martial artists and that's that's, that's who we are. It's not a matter of like um, paralegal scholarship. I don't know what you're doing. But <laughs> no, no, that's exactly <laughs> what I do. That's exactly what I do. This little Caesar's pizza. <laughs> fucking paralegal scholarship. Yeah, no. Then we got some Microsoft folks and stuff in there, you yeah. know. So, um, 
it just doesn't matter who you are. I think at AMC it's so special because we all just treat each other like martial artists uh, pursuing the same thing. Yeah, that's real. Um, have you, so you've received a warm welcome at AMC and it feels like home and was it the same at West Coast as well? Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. like I give that place all the credit in the world for just um, giving you an opportunity to like find combat. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about if I would have landed in some gym that didn't know anything or just taught me like completely garbage technique or fake martial arts. You know, I could yeah. be some key blast. You know, <laughs> yeah. something Should completely useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Attack. Rex Kondo. Yeah. Attack well, me when they're no. shooting the double. Right on their head. Yeah. Break the wrist. Yeah. You think I got to where I was? <laughs> dressed like Peter Pan over here. Forget about it. Yeah. Do I go right. home to Marla every night? Yeah. yeah. Dressed like Peter yeah. Pan over yeah. here. Yeah. It's like yeah. damn. You wonder how I kicked the face with these bad boys on. Mm. But um, okay. So back to your combat career. So, you know, we talked about your first two. You know, your first two wins, and now. And now let's talk about, you know, you have a current matchup coming up, right? Yeah, when, June when, 2nd. June 2nd, okay. Um, defending Where's, my belt for the first time. Your, cool. Yeah, your belt at what weight class? 125. 125. And for, for axe fighting. And so what about, okay, so let's say, like, so we talked about your first two fights. So what has changed for you in terms of fighting, in terms of your approach to fighting? from let's say your first fight to like let's say how you're preparing now mm -hmm. like what's what's would you say have been some differences or some changes or what stayed the same oh i think my mindset of um how i train and how i want to perform and how i even go into a fight has completely evolved um okay. especially because those were just smokers i didn't even know kind of i didn't even watch fighting on tv yet i don't know Probably saw one in UFC of Ronda Rousey, yeah. and that was it. Like so you would have like a rough idea what fighting was. Yeah, I had no idea. Okay. I, I competed in it before I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Since then, I mean, it's been four years since I put on my first pair of boxing gloves. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even see myself as the same person at all. Um, and especially since I started training at AMC. A lot of times when we're drilling and training, it's like we're having these conversations that um, are kind of more empowering and more important sometimes than um, just going hard and just, you know, doing stupid cardio for no reason. Yeah. Um, I hate fucking cardio. <laughs> <laughs> Do that outside the gym, you know, but um, yeah. I don't know. I think <laughs> Matt yesterday was talking about um, how our best game is the transition game. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was so single focus on just landing my right hand when I first started training. Like that's, I mean, I had a- You were like, I hendo. Yeah, <laughs> just like, just like these crotchety out. old hendo. <laughs> Haymakers, because yeah. it worked. I mean, like it worked for me, I played softball, and so that I just had strength there, mm -hmm. and natural yeah. athleticism. Yeah. Um, but if I want to take this to another level, or um, just really improve myself as a martial artist. I feel like we have to focus on those transitionary periods. And um, a big thing I've learned since is the clinch. Mm. That With has, the, the clinch, learning the clinch has tied all of MMA together for me because it's like the things you do in the clinch, you do in grappling, you do in stand up. Um, and we talk about this all the time, just about how it's kind of the same shit you're doing just in different positions. Yeah. And, right. Yeah, no, but I, th I, th I think that's a very important matter. It's like, I think as the, the way I look at it in terms of like 
as you go over like several crafts if you master several crafts you see like the common underlines in mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. in each craft from there and especially in terms of you know mixed martial arts there's several i mean there's multitudes of martial arts like all all over the all over the place but you can find you know what works for you and the underlying principles that make it successful and i think and along with that then it's crafting it there's what makes it successful and then it's figuring out what makes it successful for you and i think right. it's that indiv- being able to individualize that well for the people yeah. that end up grasping the whole transition thing that matt talks about they end up making like leaps and bounds in their development because of with, there was a fight last night, Poirier versus Gaethje. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. What was that? Uh, Poirier just got the better of him. I mean, Gaethje oh, landed some hard shots, but it was like TKO late in the third, I think. It was TKO in the fourth round. Oh, TKO. It was TKO in the fourth round. Gaethje was landing, was essentially like made Poirier's right leg, his lead leg. Poirier's a southpaw, essentially unmovable. And it seemed like, so Gaethje had just lost a point in the third round. So it seems like he was gonna go more on the aggressive in the fourth, mm-hmm. but then Poirier just caught him with a, with a straight left, caught him again, engaged you essentially out on his feet and just kept finishing, just kept Yeah, just accumulation of blows. Yeah. But I bring up that fight because like, if you watch it, it's really just one dimensional. It's yeah. just boxing with MMA gloves. Some low kicks from Gaethje mm-hmm. that were effective, but there was nothing that was really mixed about it. It was like a kickboxing fight. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if someone's hands aren't successful in a fight, if they can create kind of an exchange, like in wrestling, where they can come up and throw a hook or throw a high kick, I mean, that's a, a game ender. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what Matt advocates for. And you see in DJ's game, yeah. right? It's not just boxing. It's like, well, kickbox, shoot, come up, strike, then get the takedown again. Again, it's a, a very level of attack, though. If you can, and it's hard to practice because there's not really one way. It's really conceptual. It's not like yeah. A, B, C, D, like one, two, three. It's just understanding that you can create opportunities to land a combination you want. Like if you were just boxing, or same thing with submission, right? That's what we do: yeah. for punches and then submissions. So, you know. Well, I think it's that one thing, you know, because it's not just one thing; it's everything. But then mm-hmm. it's almost it's too large a concept, really, for someone to grasp unless they have a further understanding of, because the way I look at it, it's similar to how, let's say it's like how you build a house. There's a mm-hmm. lot of pillars to it, mm-hmm. but then you have to build up everything to get to the same level or else mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's, it, it's a, a shaky house and it can, it can collapse on itself. Some people get yeah. far with a shaky house, man, but. That's true. <laughs> but then. That shit falls though. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, no, but or you end up throwing but, chairs at buses. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, but because the, the farther <laughs> the farther you go in unstability, the more likely it's it's just gonna fall onto itself because yeah. you just keep expanding, expanding, expanding. I think you know a big a prime example of that is like is Ronda Rousey, how she got so far, and then mm-hmm. it just ended up the hype machine ended up just collapsing on itself mm-hmm. from there. Yeah, and then you had like Chuck Liddell, like the the striking with sprawl or sprawl and brawl, sprawl and, brawl. and then that's kind of like that doesn't do it anymore, mm-hmm. right? You need to just be good everywhere. Yeah. Should yeah. be dangerous everywhere. I find it pretty disappointing when I watch UFC fights and then they're just throwing hands back at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the fighters in 1FC kind of do a little bit better of a job of right. kind what's, of like pure fighting. Oh, nice. <laughs> Shout out to 1FC. <laughs> we need sponsors. 1FC Vanilla April 20th. Yeah. Who said that? <laughs> Yeah. Like, I think about watching uh, Angela Lee fight, and uh, mm. have you seen any of her fights before? Mm-hmm. Adam Weight Champ. Yeah, she's the Adam Weight Champ. Um, what's, what's Adam Weight Champ? Like 105. 105. Jesus Christ. 105. Yeah, but they weigh in 10 pounds heavier there. 
Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. oh, yeah. Did, didn't you know that 1FC is there in their uh, weight, weight class system? Essentially, so 170, you weigh in as you, you weigh it pretty much like 180, like 185. So pretty much they take all the all the weight classes and it's essentially like bumped up. So that's the deal with the weight cutting yeah. issue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So Smart. then, so then you don't have to. All you have to do is just be hydrated at your, you know, what your optimal weight essentially should be, mm-hmm. and then you fight at the weight class that you would be anyway mm-hmm. if you just went out and took out 10 pounds of water weight. Got it. Which is very smart, I think, very yeah. intelligent that other organizations should look into. Because I think it was very critical, it was very critical like for them, because they had somebody die make weight. Yep. In yeah. YFC, like, there was a flyweight, I, I forgot his name, but he passed away, I think, at least two, three years ago, and that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. As, but that's just the reality with weight cutting, it's a, it's a very dangerous habit. There's been some close yeah. calls in the UFC yeah. too, man. Uriah Hall like passes yeah. out. Exactly, it's only, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. look at the amateur scene. I mean, you Ugh. see people cutting yeah. so much. There shouldn't be cutting. amateur. You're maybe going yeah. to rent. It should be se- no. It should yeah. be semi-pro. Yeah. You should get paid a little bit just to do this sport. Yeah. Amateur is a shame. Watch episode two. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, but back, but back to Irving too. Like Irving, in uh, in episode three, he talked about <laughs> how he cut 18 pounds. Mm-hmm. Wait and then fought the same day. day. Of, yeah, yeah, Holy yeah that, shit. that's crazy. That's that that is how people die. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how you lose quite a few brain cells too. I mean, your yeah. brain's gonna be the last thing to rehydrate. Yeah, exactly. And, and now look how Irving talks now. He's <laughs> <laughs> got an accent. Yeah. Like, how yeah. that help? Yeah. Irving, Irving <laughs> is, yeah, Irving was British. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His whole facial structure changed. Like, yeah. His IQ was two hundred four. <laughs> Irving actually was Stephen Hawking Jr. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, we got way off topic there, but you're talking about striking styles, and then or talking about how people blend in strike, and you're talking about Angela Lee, mm-hmm. and anyway, so, well, back back to that. So what? I guess when you're looking when you're looking at how you want your game to develop, like what do you uh, like what what do you think about, or, or how do you think about you know obtaining those skills? Because it's just one thing to see something and want to implement it, but it's another thing of taking that idea and then making it part of your own. Yeah, we have to just have the consciousness to understand the point of what you're doing. Of what mm-hmm. you're doing, okay. Yeah, um, be able to see kind of full circle in that aspect. Um, and I think that comes, like I wish I had um, more opportunities to teach people um, because at AMC I just feel like I'm a student and I'm observing as much as possible, mm-hmm. but having the ability to teach it then also kind of brings up your level of consciousness of yes. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It certainly does. Um, yeah. Well, I feel like everyone has the opportunity you know, to teach. There. I mean, just because you're a student doesn't mean doesn't mean you can't teach mm-hmm. vice versa just because you're a teacher doesn't mean you can't learn I feel I learned the most from you know my training partners you know from there it's not just necessarily you know coaches instructing me but I mean ultimately you are your biggest student and teacher you have to realize mm-hmm. that you have to teach yourself mm-hmm. but then you you're also you should be willing you know to teach others what what you know because i think that ends up growing your overall level I and mean, we talked about this mm-hmm. last week as well scott what do you what do you think about that it's all about mutual aid yeah is what mutual it's really aid, about exactly yeah. the factor of evolution yeah if you no. Will. yeah <laughs> no it, it's it literally because what happens sometimes is we fall into like a teacher role you know I, that happens to me a lot but what i also try to do is balance it with like when i'm sparring i'm paying attention to what someone is throwing at me and seeing like what they're doing well and then just remembering that there's things that work in their game that i should try to implement 
but it's kind of like breaking the mold of thinking like okay here's a coach and then here's a student it's like amc has a really interesting dynamic with all the fighters where it's like we all just feed each other yeah right totally. we're kind of like it's just a, a free-for-all and i like <laughs> it that way like i like that matt comes in and, and and gives us guidance and stuff but i don't like that it's we're stuck to one style yeah, and it's not rigid so there's a freedom of us yeah it's not rigid there's a freedom of association amongst the fighters and i really like that because there's just been some really good technical breakthroughs that come through that like i remember watching ryan kim do that takedown i taught him like off of the wall where you like extend one leg and then you snatch the ankle i was like did he just fucking do that right. i was like that's awesome yeah and so um and it was like we did a class on that it was just like here let's drill this you know and even yeah. james yeah, yeah james asked me a question about a technique i was doing on saturday and i'm really looking forward to seeing him do that in his fight or even like morgan like there's tons of stuff that i want to help you grow with but i'm learning too so it's like that's that's the cool thing i never really did good when i had like a dictator in my life <laughs> like, you know yeah. i have this fuck it in me where i'm like why are you telling me what to do even if i respect you i'm yeah. like yeah but i don't know why you yeah. tell me to what do the hell you think you know yeah what are you trying to tell me this yeah. for so i think at amc we have a, a good thing going mm -hmm. yeah i was that. working with uh gray holding pads he was holding, that. That, he was holding yeah. pads for me first and then he's like no, just tell me what you want me to do. Tell me like how you'd move. And um, it was really cool. He taught, he taught me this like way to throw my hook to a, a low 10. Mm -hmm. And uh, I tried it out. It was awesome. It worked She'll really sage. well. Yeah, it worked really well. I hear he likes whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, old sage, yeah. that's my guy. But it's so cool because every instructor there is gonna teach you something different. And exactly. but at the end of the day, everyone just says like, look, this is, you. we're giving you a piece of clay, you mold it. Yeah. Um, Matt said something one time that stuck with me, and he said, like, I think it was um, a good fighter, someone that can uh, repeat what they were just told, but a good martial artist is um, someone that can take what they were just told and make it their own, um, and then add on to it, you know? I mean, he developed the, the Mighty Wizard um, from a sequence of moves that other people had taught him. Wait, what's the Mighty Wizard? Is that the arm bar thing? Is it the Mighty, yeah, is it it, the Mighty Wizard? My, it's, I mean, DJ called it like the Mighty Wiz bar. The one that he got Ray Borg in. Oh, the Ray yeah. Borg was blinded by Conor McGregor. Ah! Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm just saying, fuck all this working together. It's all about number one. And, and talk number one. Life. Is, <laughs> and that number one is Scott McDonald. McDonald oh. life. Yeah. Start all the shit you can with your group of cronies. So I w there was one thing I wanted to talk to. We kind of, I kind of missed out on it when we were talking about YPG and stuff, but I wanted to bring it up. Like, how do you think um, martial arts, especially MMA, acts as like an empowering tool for women in terms of self-defense? Because like I noticed that after like Trump was elected, you know, fuck that guy. <laughs> there was a there was a huge enrollment of women in self-defense classes. Now whether that w was from just how he the shit he said, the things he's gotten away with, or it was just a scare about like Islamophobia that kind of took hold in the country. There's a lot of women just signing up for self-defense. So what do you think? And is there a wrong self-defense for women? Because yes. I've seen some- 110%. So can you talk about it as an empowering tool, but what it, where is it wrong too? Yeah, so I think the most empowerment thing about it is for one, awareness, and then two, confidence. Mm. Uh, I think that's kind of the base of why women would join um, or, or try to figure out how to defend themselves. Because I think about how I felt like such a little person and then training and learning martial arts um, has made me feel like 
I can walk around somewhere and not feel scared or endangered by the men or just people in my surroundings. You know what Pat Militich called that? He said like when he was in fight shape, he'd be in the mall and he's like, I feel like a great white shark around guppies. <laughs> yeah. No, no, because he, he said that in uh, the book, yeah. The Mind of a Fighter. He, yeah. he was just so dialed in yeah. that he was like, I'm ready for whatever. So yeah. Yeah, anyway, I've gone go on runs late at night. I'm like, this probably isn't a great idea, but uh, I think I got my own back on this one, you know? Yeah, and that's so, a great feeling. Yeah, absolutely, because no one really wants to go through life feeling scared. I mean, mm. we kind of live our lives based off fear anyways. Um, like, for me, it was always the fear of being rejected. And so uh, I always try that's to... That's a motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I learned... I reject myself. Yeah, anyway, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I hate myself, but like, why? Why do you, would you hate yourself? You're, mm -hmm. you're only you. You're great. Yeah. 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 Um, where was, what was the first, what was the <laughs> oh, first so, so, so that was, yeah, you just talked about how it's empowering. Right? Yeah, And yeah, I think yeah. for just, even across gender, like, that is true. It's mm -hmm. like, it's good to feel empowered and feel like you're in control of your body. I honestly think, like, in a society where there's, like, a unique form of violence against women, that's extra important for women. Yeah. So, thank you for addressing that. But the other thing is, is there a wrong form of self-defense for women? Because I've seen some wacky... Self-defense. Jay Jitsu by Jay White. Yeah, like yeah. is there a, a wrong form that's just gonna get women hurt or is it just bullshit? Uh, I think there's definitely bullshit uh, technique out there. Um, and yeah. I guess I say women, so let me be careful. I think there's just bullshit technique in general, but I mean there's a market for women's self-defense, specifically. Yeah, right, I mean, it's yeah. a business platform, essentially, um, that other people can make money off of. So, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of, uh, I read this thing about how women will tend to join gyms or um, just fitness activities that make them feel part of a community. Mm. Um, so it almost doesn't matter what it is, it's just that sense of community and like building together that a lot of women strive for. But it's like if you guys are all kind of building using, I don't know, just the typical... Cardio kickboxing and then just describing it as self-defense. Yes, yeah. One, two. So if a pervert comes up to you, one and two and one and two. Psychic, 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 psychic. Like, yeah. this is not going to work. No, I would never teach a woman how to throw one-two um, if I want them to learn how to defend themselves. Mm. I feel like things like elbows are 100% way better of a, a technique. Those um, in close, when a creeper's just come in like fucking creepers. Yeah. <laughs> you never know when those motherfuckers are gonna hop out of an alley. And just yeah. With the yeah. vest on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with a vest on, and then just set up some pancreation podcast as a yeah. guy. You have to, to steal weird. the vest first, because it was so good looking. <laughs> so you said elbows, though, and like, I'm sure like... Knees to the groin. Knees to the groin have got to be... Yeah, I mean, definitely, if I'm trying to put down a man, I'm gonna go for the weak spot. Um, that's reality of uh, being a male, you guys have uh, weaknesses too. That's my that's my number one spot to hit in anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're actually trying to train other men <laughs> to hit other men right, <laughs> yeah, in the dick. right in the dick. I'm bring, coming to AMC soon, guys. Watch out for Scott's dick shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right up Main I'll show the cleanest technique. One head movement, dick shot, <laughs> dick yeah. shot. going down. <laughs> Ladies, feel free to join because I want y'all to be safe yeah. when you're Don't. clubbing. The yeah. Well, all even if you're just going to yeah. the fucking library, you. There's some creeps in the library. There's just creeps everywhere, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah so elbows, like knees to the groin. We'll practice, we'll yeah. show on and then under. get the fuck out of there, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the biggest thing though is learning how to not put yourself in the situation in the first place. That's the ultimate goal. So yeah. would you say it's, it's the <laughs> awareness? Yeah, that's yeah. where the awareness and the just kind of like, um, and I, I think of being where we're at right now in this room, and it's 
like pretty safe, but mm-hmm. um, it's having situational awareness. Yeah, but you have to know kind of like where your exes are. You know, I'm in a, a room with three guys, and there's just one woman here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this is dangerous. What what, what what kind of vibes am I reading from you guys? Right you know, there's there's red flags out there that um, sometimes we can be naive to. Um, been there, done that, uh, but I think we just have to understand how to feel and relate and understand our gut feeling. Um, Intuition. Yeah, like Thug Rose is a great example of this. Uh, she was on Joe Rogan talking about how they were at some place and she's just got this gut feeling. And they're mm-hmm. like, whenever Thug Rose has this gut feeling, you just got to go with it, you trust her. And then shit went down after a minute after they left. Yeah, and this fucking chair just came yeah, rolling yeah. right yeah, through yeah, the, the fucking dog. bus. Break the windows, break the windows. <laughs> and you're just like, Doug Rose told us what was gonna happen verbatim. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah, it, intuition in women. She told Ray Borg to look away. It's well, a motherly sense or something, you know. There's, something su- there's been studies about that, that women have stronger intu- intuition than men, because I feel like sometimes when shit goes da- down, men will just sit there like, huh? Or try to be a fucking hero and get schmoked. It's the ego thing, a little bit. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, I'm not listening to shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like, it's, so it's someone to ask me directions. Like, I'm not lost. Yeah. I know exactly where I'm going. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, but but I think the situationist thing is huge because I think it's not just you know women or just a lot of people mm-hmm. like you st- like you're talking about. I think well back to your earlier point talking about how you're watching military documentaries, I think what separates people like heading into combat is that they have a heightened state of awareness, yeah. not just like going about their lives. Like, well, because I feel even like, especially nowadays, how everyone's like on their phone, not looking at stuff. I mean, something's like belly something, poking yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, they don't, I mean, they, I mean, they, they, prob- they probably, that was they probably a don't own a perfect moment of complete unaware, just being completely yeah. unaware, yeah. lack of consciousness. Yeah. Great point, great yeah. point. Yeah, yeah no, no, but a lot of people live their life. A lot of people are asleep. No, a lot of yeah. people are asleep. No, that's true, it's just like, They'll be walking, like they'll be actually conscious, but are they really conscious of what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people have been walking by here, are they really conscious of, of what they're doing? Like, I mean, we, we could be plotting be murder We're right not now, talking right? about you, Ender. Talking <laughs> about people, yeah. not you. But no, you're right, and I mean, having that level of awareness can be exhausting, and it's like, I just wanna, women have to constantly be aware of that attack that may be coming, or that manipulation that may be coming, like in the form of like someone trying to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. I remember I was walking with uh, no longer girlfriend, but an ex now, but a long time ago, we were like walking in Seattle, and then um, she was trying to find a, a bathroom, so she went off on her own. I just kind of sat there, and then all of a sudden I had this moment of consciousness where I was like, I shouldn't fucking let her walk into this like area <laughs> where there's nobody. I should be going yeah. because. Mm-hmm. You never fucking know, right? Yeah, you right. just never know. But um, yeah, it's I, like that, headphones too. I catch myself because I just got these new pair of headphones, mm-hmm. and they're just these giant things that sit in my ears. But really, I'm losing all awareness of um, my senses. Mm-hmm. And so, especially walking down downtown when it's still dark out uh, in the mornings. Because you take the train and bus. Yeah, I take a bus. Yeah, so I drive to AMC in the mornings, take a bus from there down to Westlake Center, um, and then walk out of the center and there's, you know, homeless people, people still on drugs, just like right there. You yeah. know, so every morning you see that and it's like, shh, I should probably pay attention to that. You just never know. Yeah. And it, it doesn't even have to be a situation or um, an environment like that. It I can mean, be any environment, really. Yeah. Because, you know, danger can 
happen from what when you least expect it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> all that shit going around. down with Russia. That's what I'm really worried about. Any moment, fucking cruise missile just comes right down on you, Dub Bothell. Yeah. God, no. And a lot of times in situations where you trust, um, and maybe blindly, yeah, um, yeah, that someone's going to take care of you and that their intentions are um, true to what they say. Um, but it's not always the case. Uh, I've, I've known uh, female MMA fighters that um, have been in situations with their coaches where they trusted them, they gave them, you know, like their blind trust. And, I've heard the same thing. And um, they, the coaches take advantage of that. Um, and I don't know if it's a, a woman to male kind of relationship thing, um, but I, I don't know if that really necessarily happens male to male. Uh, I, f I feel... I feel, I mean, it can happen, like, but you also, you hear about that across other sports, too, how, you know, pedophilia. Oh, well, Sandusky. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 I think, yeah. I think it's not just, I think it's, it's really just a matter of power. Mm -hmm. It is something. a power dynamic, a, and yeah. I think it, it occurs with men and women, though, and, like, I've heard, I've heard stories, even around AMC, about, like, instructors that had to get let go because they were doing really creepy stuff like yeah. following female students home and yeah. then like or just saying things that are inappropriate right and it's like yeah just i'm glad that that is on that doesn't occur a lot at amc but There's, it does occur everywhere else i mean yeah. i've definitely been in grappling um gyms or um just kind of anywhere where i was training with males and um like the tickling or wait um, morgan hold on Tickling? So guys, for some freaking reason, think it's like cute to flirt with girls when we're when we're training. And they're um, take notes. No, don't take notes. And so I'm it's like, like they'll try to be fun. Yeah, and they'll tickle you a little bit. And you're like, fuck you. I'm trying to do jujitsu right now. I'm trying to strangle you, and you're trying to tickle me. It's just like it's so disrespectful. Yeah. Um, you're just disrespecting my ability. I wish I would see a mother. I wish a motherfucker would try to tickle me. Yeah. Shit. I'll tickle you, Scott. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys tickle each other when you grapple? No. 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 So why no. the fuck would you do that to me? Yeah. yeah that's also, that's, yeah. That's like never occurred to me. Yeah. From that. If that shit happens, if that happens, yeah, I would slap somebody. Yeah. Yeah. If some shit happens yeah. like that, could come. Get the big <laughs> for me, it's like I just like in that moment. For me, I, it's kind of hard for me to stand up for myself sometimes. So I just kind of like. How many laugh times about have you been it. tickled? Dude, that's fucking crazy, bro. Quite a few times, yeah, yeah. yeah. Different guys, yeah. and then you that's just kind of learn, times. like, like <laughs> this one dude, um, yeah. just decided to put his balls in my face, like it on purpose. You know, like it was really, you know, you get north south sometimes, but like. For what he did, it was clearly intentional just to, like, I want to put my balls in your face. And um, that wasn't cool. Yeah. Nah. Motherfuckers. Yeah, so I don't. <laughs> we found out it was Scott. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> yeah, definitely not me. I respect my training partners. Yeah. So, God yeah. damn it, Andrew. Yeah, so it's just <laughs> like, a lack of respect, yeah. you know? Lack of respect. Yeah, lack of respect. On awareness. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes what I think it is is that uh, a male ego will not want a woman to be able to be on the same level as him. So he has to f find a way to dumb it down or, or kind of. Like bring them down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be like, oh, Put we're just playing. Place. Yeah. No, just grapple me like you're grappling. Uh, you versus you. You gotta be a real fucking weirdo if that even crosses your mind. Like, I just think, for me in training, I'm so focused on just being better. Like, it would, I would never, first of all, I probably, I was raised real well. My mama taught me how to respect women. <laughs> and even, like, 
to a point where it's like sometimes I just stay away because I don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's I like, just—it's like there's, there's a woman on fire. Like I, I mean, my mom I mean, I don't want to touch no. people. <laughs> By over, ma'am, is it okay if I touch you? Right? I over, I exaggerate just to show that like I was taught respect. So it's yeah. like, especially in a sport where you're all trying to get better, like that. Yeah, that fucking pisses me off that that has occurred. But um, it's good you're at a good gym now where people don't do shit like that and they just want to help you be a badass. So. Yeah, that's true. Very true. I got uh, I got a lot of support with you guys. Um, Solid squad. Yeah. So could you could you we want to make sure on here we get when your fight is because you mentioned it but yeah. your fight your blog and then your T-shirt. Yes. Too. Yeah, selling, selling I just designed that. Okay, so um, I have a t-shirt that I'm selling and what I want to do with all the proceeds, like I don't want to make any money off of this. I just want to donate to um, kind of like local people in the community or um, people that are aspiring to do martial arts. You know, it just be basically, you know, taking what I get extra from the t-shirts and just dispersing it back into the community. So uh, I have a few people that I think just are like, the most amazing people that are supportive for every fighter out there mm -hmm. um, and I want them just to realize that like I think they should get more credit you know I, in my blog post um, where I'm kind of talking about what I'm gonna do with my t-shirts um, I talk about how just that all this negative attention to freaking you know Conor McGregor or John Jones hitting a pregnant woman um, you know that gets a lot of acknowledgement again, John. yeah and um, <laughs> <laughs> the people that do great things aren't getting that same level as acknowledgement. Um, yes. Demetrius Johnson, you know. Who's that? Yeah. The nicest right? fucking guy. Watches our. He does watch the podcast. <laughs> you know, he, just pay attention. Credit, he, he yeah. was like, hey, Scott, sorry, podcast. You look like you lost some weight. Like, <laughs> thank you, but pay attention to the <laughs> I mean, thank you. I no, I mean, thank you. Yeah, I've, I've been getting back in the gym, you know. But um, that's awesome because on this show, that's we are trying to continue to shift the like public it's idea. What we're of, to highlight, you know, it's not just meathead. There's good, yes. thoughtful, yeah. philosophical-minded, socially conscious people that participate in this sport. So yes. absolutely, that's awesome. I Which might go downhill when we interview Jay White. <laughs> <laughs> Or it might go uphill. Yeah, that's true. Talk about his fights with Nate Diaz. But anyway, so what was that? Yeah, so how can people find out more about your t-shirts again? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the link to your blog? Uh, so it should be fight dash with dash me. That's hard to say. <laughs> dot com um, slash blog slash uh, t-shirts for champs. Um, yeah, so basically anyone, um, when you donate or buy a t-shirt, uh, you'll get one in the mail. Um, to all my Tucson fans out there, I'm going to send out a big box that way um, so that the shipping will be a little bit cheaper. But um, basically, I want to do this because I think more people could uh, embody what it's like to be a champion, even though you're not a uh, performing martial artist. Um, but there's everyday champs, and uh, those people deserve some freaking credit. Hashtag everyday, everyday champs. Champ. Champ. Over there, freaking falling off the table. <laughs> under. Not, not, not the best time. So timing. maybe we might give a little bit of under, you know. Either you can be an everyday champ or an everyday ender. <laughs> One is easier One than the other. Easier. I like how you said that right as ender fell off the table. <laughs> One of those naps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because basically the purpose of my website, uh, Fight With Me, is to uh, kind of encourage strengthening ourselves um, 
in ways that we just haven't tried. You know, it's all about challenges. So Challenge, can you challenge yourself yeah. to, uh, like for me, a big one is 5 a.m. club. Uh, I wake up at 5 a.m. every day. Well, Except for the weekends. Yeah, yeah, the alarm clock, Scott. <laughs> I'm going to try again this week. 5 a.m. club. That's what they all say. <laughs> I don't know. They beat me. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I was inspired. Um, one day, I was hiking uh, Poo Point, and I just decided to challenge myself, kind of like uh, in the moment, to just hike up Poo Point uh, without stopping. I mean, it's not that difficult to do, but at the same time, it's kind of like. It's a little bit of a leg workout. So, but it felt super satisfying and fulfilling to complete a challenge. Um, and just to be like, well, now I have the basis, like, well, I can definitely go up there without stopping. So now where can I, uh, can I run up it? Uh, and then on the way back down, I was like, you know, I'm going to challenge myself to say something to everybody I pass by. Yeah. Because I think so often um, I see this every day walking downtown. All of us have our headphones in and we kind of just Unaware. disregard. And yeah, don't have any awareness to the people around us. And, um, so I said like Happy New Year's to every single one of them and then it's like, oh, when you kind of create that bond with someone, even if it's in passing, mm -hmm. um, you kind of like, I feel like you grow as a tree in a weird way. No, but that, that, I totally that, that's totally down with that. It's just causing that because you're causing a connection. That's what dialogue is. Mm -hmm. And it's a connection that that person wasn't necessarily expecting, but it's a pleasant one that because you know how often do you say hello to people that you don't know especially in that kind of setting like you're saying like like a busy city street like how well that's the problem with like yeah. our urban centers is they're so like fractured in terms of like just focusing on the task at hand ignoring yeah. everybody around you minding your business and not going out of your yeah. way to make connections and we have technology now that's really expedited that thing where you yeah. fall into your phone yeah. and it's this like artificial social engagement yeah it's like artificial connections we're not having face-to-face -face debate we're yeah. having screen-to-screen -screen debate yeah we're not having like we're having weird sort of connections online and it's not it doesn't seem genuine right? well but I feel also like more so on that point I remember I talked to you this before, but what happens when with all this online is you can, or just internet, is you can connect to voices that only speak to what you want to hear. Like it's a very, the echo it's chamber. A very, exactly. Yeah. It's a very selective voice. So you can go you're like your whole day. You can go on your phone. You can go onto your angry white person blog. Shout out to all my communist slow yeah. pages. <laughs> I love I those shits. <laughs> I love those shits. But you're right. You're absolutely right. You keep right. saying that as there like five guys with like. And that's when Scott was hand. detained <laughs> by the Center of Hard American <laughs> Activity. Yeah. I'm just wanting to share with people. Yeah. No, but it's because some, sometimes you do need you you need that. Yeah, you need to connect with people who don't necessarily think on the same values as you. Absolutely. It's like it's like that debate because, or it's that challenge, it's that growth, more so on that growth, because you need to, pretty much, you need to be in a state of almost like a discomfort to grow past where you're 100%. comfortable from mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what your challenges are about. Mm -hmm. And I think more so, people. Uh, when people realize that they can go about challenges, they're not by themselves. I feel that mm -hmm. that's when they grow even more. I mean, look at, you know, our training group or just mm -hmm. being around other people who are striving for other things. It helps you further yourself on your path, knowing that there's other people embarking on the, not exactly the same challenges, but similar challenges on their own. Like understanding that that is possible. Everyone faces strife, but you can still keep moving forward from there. And there's almost like this group therapy thing that kind of yeah. takes place at AMC. <laughs> and it's just like you're able to, because you've been so vulnerable and physically, you're able yeah. to just like emotionally sometimes like. I think it's like, it's 
being honest about it. It's being honest and vulnerable in a mm. sense, like things that you wouldn't really associate with, you know, with tough, you know, it's supposed to be tough people, like from there. But in essence, like what cr creates toughness is you need to have essentially, it's, you need to have the, essentially the opposite of it, you know, like to build strength, you almost need to build yourself down mm -hmm. and then you yourself will build yourself up to get there. And I think that's the same thing in terms of that, in terms of like men mentally, in terms of growing as a person, like you mm -hmm. need to almost push yourself, push yourself to a state where you need to get broken down and that's how you come back stronger yeah. mentally from there. And I think it's that growth process. And I think that's why we all notice because we're all essentially trying to grow, not mm -hmm. as not just as martial artists, but as people. And I think that's that, that's important because it's not just the physical growth, it's the mental growth. And I feel like this is what it's about as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely yeah. more important, I think. Um, especially the, since I've been training at AMC, I think it's been more about uh, like uh, my mental growth than... Mm -hmm. um, my physical growth because mm -hmm. the, the physical growth just comes from naturally after uh my mental growth has yeah mm -hmm. it's and it's it's spirit it's spiritual in a way you yeah. know fighting is such like a primitive thing it takes you back to this place where you're like in describing it to people who are outside of it is still difficult because it is you know regardless of gender although there's a unique experience with being a woman or mm -hmm. being whatever it's still kind of looked at as like like in the corporate it's looked at with taboo for sure yeah, like well, my just in America though. If you go outside America, you go into Asia. Mm -hmm. I mean, martial arts is the most respected thing there is. It's a gem. There. That's why in friggin' one or even I remember the old watching the old Pride videos. You like, so you, someone passes someone's guard and they're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> someone just throws a good jab. Dink. Oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, in America they want to see you throw chairs at people's buses. Yeah, and talk mad shit, yeah. be an asshole, yeah. listen to the last podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Look at Ender with his with his. Where are we out on time, bro? I hate yeah, asking. Going twenty minutes. Keep going. Oh, okay. Let's okay. So now let's talk about what do you what do you see in terms of you know when you talk about with your shirt, you're talking about like I remember I read your post. You're talking about like Rose Namajunas and like mm -hmm. you just be want to be a good person. Like what like what good attributes like do you see? like from Rose, but why do you, so wh how do you think that helps? Because I feel like a lot of people, like like Scott was saying, how when they when they see fighting, they think of just assholes, essentially. Yeah. Like, especially the, now. Well, yeah. especially, especially now, so like why, okay, what what's your take on that? Like what's your take on why people are attracted to that kind of personality-wise? And why, like, just like, just your theory on that. Well, it's hard to pinpoint kind of like why someone's attracted to, that um, I think it's easy for people to be attracted to kind of malicious things. So I think all of us kind of have this maliciousness deep inside of us. Um, oh, it's out there. That, <laughs> you know, it's like, um, you, that's why bowling occurs. You know, you have some kind of insecurity. <laughs> some that's why people throw <laughs> fucking balls at pins. Yeah. Strikes. Bullying. Turkey. Bullying. Bullying. Yeah, bullying. Um, but we all have these insecurities inside of us, and um, some of us choose or have the ability to kind of um, either be able to put ourselves into someone else's shoes or just wear our shoes and uh, put our issues onto other people. <laughs> That's, that's that's very true. Yeah, no, well, that, that's that's a great point because a lot of uh, a lot of times, like when like so when people bully, they're essentially it's not just that the person is making them feel uncomfortable; they feel uncomfortable about themselves, yeah. and that's why they're pushing out their outward issues. Mm -hmm. on them. 
So yeah, and, and that's and that's a shame, but that's that that's very true. It's like that lack of empathy and a lack of it's a, really just a lack of understanding. It's a lack it's a lack it's a lack of how to how to deal with their own emotions like from there. And it's frustrating because that type of behavior is like getting rewarded and so it's like a um, especially in the UFC right now and now it's kind of backfired, right? Oh. With Connor just losing the shit. Yeah. It's backfired. But I, I yeah and you see all these people who otherwise, if he hadn't been getting paid, wouldn't have been talking shit. And it's just embarrassing. Right. But the other thing, too, is I, I don't know. I think um, we were at Pocholo's uh, Thursday night, like, uh, off the top, right? Oh, off the top comedy. And there was this guy, shout yeah. out to them, yeah. who was just talking about how, like, um, so how bullies dominate. Bullies dominate, yeah. and they're successful in society, which is like that's well, he, not always. And he was being mad real about it. Like, yeah, it was, it's not always yeah. true, but like yeah. that's what they do. It, it's yeah. not really when they succeed. It's because of domination. It's because yeah. you overcame somebody. You weren't like thoughtful. You were just literally cutthroat, and you you were just a domineering personality. And I, I just, it's socially constructed for sure, mm, especially with oh, cap absolutely. capitalism. Like die, like just take advantage of people, exploit people, overcome people, and win, win, win. But. It's like it seems like that's a less and less effective way of just being with other people, mm -hmm. you know. And I, I would hope that it, now with our just we're in a state of like another rise of consciousness for women, for like uh, minority rights and Black Lives Matter, and just like it's it's rising again. I hope we can out those fucking people, right? Mm -hmm. Like just continue to be like, nope, we don't want you to participate. Yeah. Not like wish harm on them, but like no, we just don't want you to be a part of this. Like, and I would hope that Connor feels the ramifications of doing what he did, like. Would like to see sponsors like jump ship and stuff because it's just unacceptable yeah. behavior. Mm -hmm. And you're right, the nice guys and the thoughtful people, they're just not getting the attention mm -hmm. or the promotion. Like that's what frustrates me about like Stipe, right? Yeah. Stipe is like the like <laughs> funniest, goofiest, but hardworking yeah. like guy. He's a firefighter. firefighter right? yeah. He's a firefighter. He's from Cleveland. Ohio. Just, He's like yeah. the most all-American guy you could but you could think of. Yeah. No promotion. No. Even Demetrius. We yeah. talked about this on the last podcast. It's like down to earth, humble, great father, great, great father, teammate, yeah. just no great Twitch following, great <laughs> Twitch following, and he's real like that 100 percent of the time. Yep. You know, there's no media DJ, and then there's no. no I've known him for yeah. years. Yeah. And he's the like, same yeah, dude. Scott, Scott has known DJ since I fought him. Yeah, bastard. Still out to get him. He took me and beat me. <laughs> beat me for the Muay title. I will take it. <laughs> I know you fought DJ. Right? Yeah, I did. Well, Briggs did too, right? Another instructor. And so did and Mike, Mike Richardson. Richardson. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no comment. No. Uh, so back to the where did we start off in that? Let's see in that discussion. Oh, oh, I asked like what? So what do you what do you think? Like how how can there be a shift? towards like nice people getting attention or like do you see do you see because there's something you see in rows mm -hmm. and some and you're wanting to impact the culture because it sounds like you're aware of the shift like who's getting the attention and it's not the it's not the good i mean i don't want to ever use a good and bad distinction but it's it's not the people who embody values that are really at, at the core of martial arts mm -hmm. humility respect Integrity. teamwork yeah. right what you said about i can be in my own shoes or, or i can put myself in other people's shoes is literally like empathy yeah. and stephen hawking just passed away and but what he said will save the human race will be high levels of empathy because we're losing that yeah. you know on a mass scale right and so because it's just further, further isolationism of ideas. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and so a return to empathy um, is important. So that's just kind of what we were, we were talking about, and it's really uh, I admire that you're trying to 
push that and keep that going in MMA culture because we're trying to do the same thing. Yeah, it's all about being the change you want to see in the world. So I think we all have to just kind of put ourselves in those shoes and just embody in ourselves. and um, the more we can spread it and more we can share it, mm -hmm. um, it's just going to butterfly effect and um, I don't know. I think I can't do much to people that don't want to see change in the world. Um, right. So for me, it's but just focusing like on people, people that want to grow and, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think we can all live a better life on this earth for however long we still have it because apparently global warming's not real. Um. <laughs> I actually was reading this post about how uh, women now are considering not having children because they don't want to raise their children to be raised in the the future, which is really interesting. Right, and I was like, yeah. oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Um, and it pisses me off, too, because it's like they, what they do is they're like, hey, shrink your carbon footprint, be conscious of recycling, and it's like, that's cool, but unless we have like a mass shift in production and yeah. the type of fuel we use, because you know, that, like, it's like, no, these, these are mass systems yeah, yeah. that are contributing to global warming, yeah. and then what they do is they subvert it onto you as an individual. And look, you can shrink your carbon footprint and do that, and then that'll reduce your overall, overall carbon emissions, but what about, that, what about the fucking yeah. Factory or, or all the all yeah. the cars that are pushing yeah. out. It's drilling, like hey. drilling oil. Oh yeah, yeah, clean coal. Like no, clean it still coal. creates it yeah. still creates a greenhouse effect that traps heat, which yeah. is melting um, in Greenland, Iceland, like and even Antarctica. Yeah. Like we're seeing massive shifts in the the ice body and the ice shelves, and it's like. It's fucking ridiculous. That's a whole other conversation, though. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. That's like a little <laughs> yeah. Well, the earth will be real clean once all the people are dead. Yeah, exactly. And Speaking the billionaire class, yeah. yes. fucking Elon Musk, just gets in his, like, one-man <laughs> rocket and is like, yeah. we're going to Mars. <laughs> Fuck everybody else. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I write in this book, I think it's called A New Earth. A New Earth? Okay. Uh, by Eckhart or something like that. Is that Eckhart Tolle? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he talks about how um, being a, a nice, commendable person sounds great, but you really have to reach another level of consciousness. And I right. think that's what he said is going to save kind of humanity is the whole community being able to raise their level of consciousness. Yeah. I wish it could be done like through passive methods. I just don't know if that's. There's going to be some sort of mass protest or some sort of organization that is going to need to shift the power imbalance. Because yeah. th there's studies that have said we've now reached a level of inequality that yeah. is similar to third world countries. I don't like that distinction, but it, it is a problem. And politics are not. It's just largely, like Pochello just said, controlled by corporations. So just mm -hmm. the communities. And just that the masses don't have a voice, right? Yeah. And everyone, it's the that's the great thing about social media, though, is like the generation, like Ender's generation, are becoming yeah. more conscious of like, well, maybe this whole two-party shit isn't working, yeah. yeah. And maybe this economic system is actually crumbling. Like, we need yeah. to think of new ways of collaboration, ways of taking care of the yeah. environment and organizing, right? Which is just taking action. <laughs> yeah. It's like taking action. And, ra and raising that that awareness from there. And I but then you got this old guard that just loves the guy who's like, "Oh, fucking grab some pussy and launch the missile at Syria now!" Like, no, but, you know, but I tell that, it like it is. Yeah, but no, but that's that's why that's the old guard, you know. And that's why, I mean, we can get dissuaded by that, like what Morgan's saying. But at the end of the day, all you can do is really control, you know, yourself, yeah. the people around you. And I think mm. it's just creating creating like that that effect around you <laughs> like that halo effect yeah. 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 yeah what are you yeah. doing yeah. Dude, 
Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, wait. Am I on the camera? He, he was literally doing this. I hope that he's like, he's just poke, poking his finger in his pants like this. No, you were poking, poking your is finger. Is that still in there? Between your pants. Like, Ender, that is not appropriate. Yeah. That is not appropriate. Damn it, Ender, Ender, I am offended. Damn oh, it. God. Like, so it gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was all like bigging up the youth, and it's like, nope, the future is in people like this. Yeah. Hands. Yeah. Oh man! I mean, look, 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 look at that vest. It's uh, glorious, yeah. by the way, for our viewers. Yeah. It's fucking glorious. Yeah, nobody. You shouldn't be swearing under your 15. Just kidding. I'm not yeah. gonna tell you to look. Damn, yeah. you were really, you were really hit him with the mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's in me, you know. It's just natural. Wash your mouth. Ender, yeah. you just need to stop cussing. I mean, that's not even a dirty oh, thing about him. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not go there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not me. He's poking his belly button. My fucking rib. That's not what you were doing no, earlier. My rib. You were no, you were down like no, this. No, no. I saw it. it. Was like this way. Yep. So pancreation philosophy. <laughs> expanding awareness, expanding thought. Yeah. Bu. Yeah. Bu. Bu. Um, embra embracing, embracing. And please support embracing Morgan in her blog. And with her yeah. t-shirt. Thank you. W we dot really fight dash dash me. Yeah. <laughs> no, dash. Fight dash. <laughs> When's win. the fight again? June 8th? June 2nd. June 2nd. June 2nd. Acts yeah. FC, Edmonds Community College. Fight start at 7 this time. Thank yeah. God they boosted that they boosted, up. Yeah. yeah. Sucks fighting at midnight. Yeah. Um, Morgan, she's selling t-shirts. Yep. 20 yep. bucks. Yep. All proceeds are donated. Yeah, good cause. Speaking of good causes, you can also oh go to www.patreon.com oh slash philosophy. You shut up, Ender. This is, this is how this you is get it. This is for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this, this is for you. For me, you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're literally biting the hands, not even biting the hands that feed, just shooting the person that's going yeah, to dude. About you feed you here. That's but why yes. you keep your enemies close, bro. Yeah. There's always going to be a Judas in the camp. Yeah. We <laughs> I think we see. I mean, did Judas wear fur? Because I think he I'm did. I'm pretty sure you're looking yeah. real Judas yeah. right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, if you, I mean, you made it as far, clearly you've either been watching us on YouTube or have been listening, but, yeah, w.patreon.com slash pancreationphilosophy. Pay for my yeah. dates. <laughs> and there's all no dates, but, you know, just like, yeah, support, support us, help us keep this, keep this going. Please. You know, we're ready to keep this going. Um, support yeah. just the whole fight community. We're yes. all out yeah. there struggling, amateurs taking brain damage for no pay. So, God damn, yeah. that's real. And they're having good days. <laughs> it almost makes yeah. you think, why? Yeah, why, why would we do this? Yeah. Been there but, before. Yeah. 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 Not being shit, by the way. And to be quiet. Yeah, well, so we're just trying to get you to relate to the amateur fighter experience. Yeah. Because they don't get Yeah, but now we're going to, then we're going to punch you just to show you the damage. Yeah, exactly. Too. I respect yeah. that. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, thank you guys for having me. Yeah. This was, it was awesome. A pleasure. Oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> 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 See you guys in a second.